So, the tables have turned. Literally, Woo! I'm on this side of the table. Here we go. Welcome to Homebrew Leadership Podcast. This is one of our weekly leadership sessions we do um, that follows on from our staff meeting. We love the fact that you're watching this and we hope and pray that it helps you in your growth as a leader. Uh, today, I've got with me the man who normally sits in this chair firing the questions, Pastor Richard Garn, ladies and Woo! gentlemen. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever used the word pastor to describe know, me, so hey, I'll take it, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take describes it. your nature, pastor, so pastoral. <laughs> uh, Richard uh, is a great friend of mine, him and Charmaine, awesome couple, uh, but serve and lead faithfully in the life of Sunny Hill. Richard serves as the operations pastor, which basically anything to do with areas of ministry that are operational, fall into his camp, strategy, all that sort of stuff. If you don't want, if you don't have one in your church, you should buy one. They're really good. Um, but hey, it's good to have you here. It's cool. Obviously, you're kind of obliged to be here because, yeah. like, it, you are. Um, but Richard led a brilliant session the other day um, to do with simplifying. And well, I don't know what I would call it. What would you say the big idea? What was the title? So I can't remember what the title was. Okay. Um, but if you had to give one, it would be clean up. Just clean up. Clean up. Okay. Uh, uh, the big idea simply was that we speak a lot about the fact that we can influence environments, yes. but speak very little about the fact that environments can influence us right. in how we are and how we lead. Brilliant. And actual physical environments, what things are like, the space around us, yeah. um, how much rubbish there is in the space around us and how this actually affects our brain, our productivity. Um, it's something that not a lot of... Um, leaders speak about, but the more that I've been looking into it yeah. and the more kind of we've been doing things at Sunny Hill, it's become really apparent that actually <laughs> we uh, need to get this thing sorted out in a big way. Yeah. It was a great <laughs> session because it's something that, um, it's not usually something that's delivered in a leadership context. No. Um, because normally, if we're honest, we, we uh, put it into two camps, you're the clean person. Yeah. Or you're a messy person. Yes. But something that was really interesting when you started yep. this session is you laboured quite heavily this idea that often messiness is seen as a laziness issue. Yeah. You're quite keen to say this is not yeah. laziness. I mean, sometimes it can be, yeah. but it doesn't mean that it's laziness. So just unpack yeah. why that matters that we understand. Yeah. So like, it's exactly what Don said. I think a lot of times people go, oh, I just need to stop that person from being lazy. That's why they're messy. Mm. And in reality, actually, it isn't generated around that. Yes. Um, a lot of times we end up being messy because of what we've accumulated. Yes. Because over years and, and years, we've gotten things. We have an inability at times to get rid of those things for various reasons. Yes. Um, it could be that we feel like there is emotional attachment to it. Or okay. maybe we feel a sense of guilt. Um, there's nothing worse than you may have had this. I know that I have where I bought a piece of technology that's yes. maybe cost like 200 quid and then after a year I've never used it, it's in a drawer yes. and to get rid of it there's a guilt like I'm, I'm literally yes. wasting 200 pounds right now yes. why did I buy that and now I feel bad that I bought it yes. but also I can't get rid of it yes. um, and so sometimes it's sentimentality it's the fact that we, we, we feel guilt also things just reach a point where the idea of actually having to get it sorted out or, or, or clear, clearing it up or getting yes. it, it it, it's it's so beyond it yes. that it's not it's not a, it's like a paralysis. It's like yes. I don't even know where to start. How can I do this? Yes. And it's not a laziness issue. So that's the first thing. Like yeah. people who who aren't just cleaning up or, or, yeah. or we will go. They're not super organized. It's not a laziness issue. It's also not really a personality issue. Okay. And this is where I think 
for me, like a light bulb in my head went off. Because a lot of times people go, I'm really creative. Yeah. That's why things are so disorganized. It helps the creative process. Yes. Which isn't true, actually. It's just that their brain has been wired in a certain way over time yeah. to utilize the time they're spending, you know, the two hours they spend a day looking for a pen because they have no idea <laughs> on the desk or in the room where the pen is. See me work. Yeah. Basically. That's when the brain kind yeah. of goes, this is the safe place yes. to emerge the idea. When actually we can be way more purposeful in our environments to create better environments that facilitate all of those things, yes. but also help us to have more productivity. Um, when I was prepping the session and spending quite a bit of time kind of looking into this, I was fascinated. The average person spends nearly an hour and a half a day looking for things, wow. not knowing where it is. That over the like that's a work day lost yeah. nearly a week. Yeah. Like it's nearly a whole work day a week where you've just spent trying to find the keys, trying to find where I put this, trying to find where, where that is or, or where this is. And actually, eventually, it has a negative effect on, on yes. our brain. And, and, and this kind of really interests me. It's great. I mean, it's so interesting. Because it's, uh, what I like about... I mean, obviously, I think you're mostly speaking about this for my benefit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. No one else. No one else. You're using the staff setting yeah. to speak into my ordering seat. <laughs> um, but, I mean, why, why does environment matter so much? Yeah. Why does it matter that my desk is tidy, yeah. that my bag is tidy, that my car is tidy? Yeah. Like, surely, isn't that just like OCD to be yeah. kind of like yeah. funny about all that yeah. stuff? So, some people think it is OCD. Uh, I, I don't. The reason why I don't is all of the research is going to push this idea and is going to say something different works out in your brain mm -hmm. when things start to have order. Okay. Um, mostly what you surround yourself with is also what's going to be processed inside your head and how you process. Mm -hmm. So if you surround yourself with chaos, there'll be chaos in your head. Yeah. And it's not like that you don't know how to exist or live. It's that even in how you process thought, your brain is so busy trying to do multiple things is that it's expending less energy yeah. on the stuff you really need to focus yes. on yes. because what's working out, it's trying to make sense of the environment that surrounds you. Yes. We, we all know this um, to be true. Um, you'll walk into a coffee shop or into a space that's well organized, well sorted out. You feel like you're breathing lighter. Yes. It's why when you go and look at an expanse out in nature, yes. there is a understandable order yes. and, and a sense of calm and tranquility comes over yes. you and better thoughts work out yes. you go wow I have real clarity in what I'm thinking right yes. now and then you walk back into your home office or your work environment or even your house yes. and as you're looking at that you're all like it's all jumbled up and that's because all of this disorder that exists around you your brain is trying to make sense of so the stack of papers that you're using as a to-do list of things that should get done your brain's actually spending time going what's in that stack of papers and what's underneath there and I need to try and remember that and, and it's, it's, it's putting energy into it and then it's trying to work out what's going on over here in the okay. chaos and disorganization where once you kind of get that all clear, cleared up and sorted out your brain doesn't need to do that yes. and it brings focus down onto kind of the task at hand and onto the focus at hand it, it's, it, it's not just OCD it actually begins to help in how your brain is wired and thinking right. um, for creatives most creating creative ideas emerge in a safe space. Yes. And it's the place you've taught your brain that this is the safe place for this idea to come out in yes. and to kind of rear its head and made itself known. And if you begin to, even in your home office or in your office at work, if you just redefined that and said, this is my workspace, over here is where I'm going to just go and sit 
and just let that idea bubble to the surface. So it may be that you've got magazines there that you read or anything that kind of just helps facilitate that process, listening to music. Um, it could be coming and playing at the foosball, foosball table like we've yes. got one over here. Your brain begins to learn right now in this task, as this is going on, this is a safe place for me to push out the idea. Yes. As you train your brain to do that, eventually that's exactly what happens. That's you cool. don't need the chaos. Great. The chaos becomes the excuse. Um, it becomes the excuse, actually. That's the, that's where we've trained our brains to think during this time, like this thing yeah. can emerge. I, I, I love it. I, I like the idea of intentional spaces yeah. for intentional reasons, I guess. Yes. A workspace, a creative space, a dreaming chair, whatever it may look yeah. like. Um, I've I found this where I'm trying to get out of the office to do sermon. Yeah. Work, and I find my most conducive space is normally on a bench at the beach. Yeah. Um, great. An hour and a half there is like being in the office for five hours. It's great. Which is great. Um, but something I find really interesting about this is so often as leaders, we always speak, speak about the internal yes. cleanliness and yeah. you know, the internal kind yeah. of development of our character and personality yeah. um, and how that affects out here. Yeah. Very rarely do we talk about the external yes. order yeah. and Absolutely. cleanliness and, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I guess development that you know, and I know yeah. you've kind of spoken into that, but I just think it's a really interesting spin on stuff because it's extremely practical. Yeah, and everyone can do it. Yes, you know, you like have to wait for God. No, to come through the clouds and no. tidy your living room. No, but but it's really interesting. I was thinking about this a little while ago. I was thinking, if Jesus knocked on your door at your house mm. and walked in. What are the cupboards you would let him go into and what are the cupboards you wouldn't? What are the rooms you'd let him go into and what are the rooms yeah. you wouldn't? Yeah. Like in, in the church, where's the spaces you'd be all, hey, yeah, definitely go into there. Don't go in there. Don't look in <laughs> the there. The um, battery drawer. Yeah. Don't, don't go in there. Don't, the go, don't have a look. And, and a lot of times, actually, it's, it's the chaos. Like yeah. we, we, we actually have stress about it. Yes. Like I think most people do. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. One of, the, one of the staff members was speaking about the fact that they cleared out their car. Yeah. And in that one moment of clearing out their car, they had a better drive to work. They just yes. felt better arriving. Yes. It's, it's, it's so small yes. and it seems so like, really, that can't be true. Yes. But it's worth a try because yes. it is true. Like I, I've done that and gone, oh, wow, actually yes. this can work. And then yes. the kids put rubbish everywhere and it gets out of control again. And now I find myself going, okay, I, got, I really got to take a, a morning or I've got yes. to take two minutes or five minutes and just clear this thing out yes. um, just to help me kind of just go oh actually this is way more relaxing right. um, for it well, one of the things I think work, works out when we begin to clear out and, and begin to clean and de-chaos all of the stuff is that we begin to learn to appreciate what we have yes. um, I, I think it's one of the keys like the less you have the more yeah. you appreciate yeah. what you have and I think it's just a great right. thing for leaders to do say actually. that again the less you have, yes. the more you appreciate what you have. Yeah, yeah, um, and so I think that as we begin to clear out, we begin to appreciate the things we keep. Yes. We begin to go, oh, I appreciate the stuff I've got around me. Yeah. That actually, I think, even affects how we treat the people around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as I'm appreciating these things, surely I'm going to love these people more than these things. Yes. And I appreciate them. I don't take them for granted. Like, like we begin yeah. to really kind of, kind of pressure. Um, it's also, um, we're more likely to actually use yes. what we have, okay. which I think is really interesting. So the less we have, the more likely you're going to use what, use you, what do you do have. have. Okay. Instead of it all just sitting there because we forget we have it, yes. when you know, okay, I've got three pens and I know where those three pens are, 
you're going to end up using those three pens. Yes. When you say I've got a thousand pens and I've got no clue where those thousand pens are, you end up never using them because yes. they're never to hand. You don't know where they are. And actually, ironically, your brain, when you go, I need a pen, is actually trying to siphon through your chaos yeah. to go, where could a pen be? And we all know that's true because then we all start rattling yeah, around yeah. and pour, pouring out bags, whatever it could be, trying to find a pen. <laughs> yeah. Because your brain's going, I remember it used to be in your bag. Oh, wait. Oh, no, it's not in your bag because you took it out your bag. And then you, that, 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 that kind of craziness. So you're actually more likely to use what you have because you know you have it, yes. which I think is really cool. You're also um, less likely to replace what you have. Yes. So especially for ministry... Think about how much money could be saved if you didn't replicate buying yeah. things that yeah, you already yeah. have because you haven't... Well, we probably do this every year at Christmas. Yeah. We buy about another 10 sets of fairy lights. Fairy lights. Because <laughs> after Christmas, <laughs> only God knows. Like yeah. one day, yeah. we're going to come across about yeah. thousands, thousands of fairy lights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because this, this talk came in the context of us clearing out one of our campuses yeah. for sale. Yeah. Um, the amount of Christmas trees, Man. the amount of fairy lights, decorations, Man. amps... You know, crazy. It's really yeah. interesting. Crazy. It's in the small stuff. We yeah. spend, but also we can be quite bad stewards. I get ultimately yeah. bad stewardship, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it does. Kind of, I think it does tie into that. And and the problem is, is everybody looks at that and goes, "Yeah, it's just laziness, though." But actually, it isn't laziness. Yeah. That's the whole key yeah. to the thing for me. Is it's not a laziness issue. Yeah. It's a fact that what we haven't done is cleared and cleaned and yeah. then kept things cleared yeah. and cleaned right. to be able to kind of go, no, we know exactly where the fairy lights are and we can go get them out and use yeah. them. And then also go, yeah, these fairy lights are done. Like they've had their run. Let's chuck them out and replace them. Like how many times have you gone, even in your own house at Christmas time, and start plugging lights in to go, oh yeah, those are broken from yeah. last year. Yeah. For some reason, we still have them, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's like, hard to it, part with them. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's difficult. Emotional. And then you've got to spend at least 25 or half an hour just working out what yeah. light to put on the tree. Like, yes. it's, it, 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 it is crazy. So, the less likely we are to replace what we have, which I just yeah. think is great. I also think that we become less embarrassed about people going into our spaces. Okay. Um, and I was thinking about this, especially in the context of ministry and, and, and us being people-focused. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have places that we're embarrassed for people to go into yes. because all of it says something about yes. us. Yes. Um, and yet we'll have that, oh, we've got a conference going on, we need to get this place sorted out, yeah. or we need to get this cleared yeah. out. Yeah. What we're really saying is, I'm, I'm embarrassed yeah, about yeah. it. Yes. That's just something then about... Yes. We're not satisfied with what yes. we have. If we weren't embarrassed, we'd be like, yeah, going to there, you can't fit inside of it, but going there anyway, like, it's okay. Like, so I, I just think that the less we have, the less embarrassed we are um, about it, the, the more usable space we have. Yeah. Like, if, we, 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 if you have less things, you have more usable space. Yes. Like, right. it's, you're, not, you're not giving up a room for storage. Yes. Because you're going, we don't need to give up a room for storage. Yes. And it's not that storage isn't important, but you begin to look and go, do, do we need 19 sets of speakers of which we use none of them? Yes. That can take up an entire room. Yes. And if we get rid of those, yes. we, we regain the room. That's, that's potentially a space for two staff right. members to be able to work or to have a dream chair yeah, yeah, yeah. or to have a whatever it could be right. inside of that. And, and the last kind of practical thing that I really think about it is, is actually just the less stuff you have the less stress you'll be. And I think it's about a rhythm in in our lives that when we begin to order the world around us, these environments, it begins to help order internally what's going on. I love that. Um, And when you, when, when, and I can feel it when I come home and um, 
I sit down and I know that everything has its space. Like there's just a, I feel an order in my mind. Yes. I feel like I'm, I can think better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, like you know, I can think better. I can process better. Um, but if there's chaos ensuing, like man, everything is up yeah. for grabs. And even my ability for myself to handle my emotions yes. is better. Yes. Which I think is crazy. Just how much the the actual environment around us is affecting internally, Absolutely. kind of what what what's going on. And so that that kind of really formed the crux of of the push in the session was to go, uh, uh, it's never spoken about within leadership circles, it's something that a lot of people go, ah, it's not important, but actually I'm, I'm beginning to, I'm convinced actually that it's extremely important for how we operate and how we are. Let me run through that list. Yeah. The less we have, the more we appreciate what we have. Yeah. The less we have, the less likely we are going to use what, no, sorry, the more we have, the less likely we're going to use what we have, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the less you have, the less likely you're going to replace what you have. Yeah. The less you have, the less embarrassed you are of people going into certain spaces. Yeah. And the less you have, the less you lose yeah. unusable uh, space, and the less you have, the less stress you carry. Yeah. So plenty of reasons there yeah. as to why we want to kind of de-hoard. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, you know, but let's just say, uh, you know, I'm leading this ministry. Yeah. And it's chaos. Yeah. Let's just imagine. Yeah. I've got this I mean, friend. It, yeah, you're afraid. Yeah. yeah I've afraid. got this That's friend who pastors a church, right? Yeah. And uh, you've got no control yeah. over it. <laughs> um, give us some practical pointers. Like, cool. how do we get started in ordering our world? Like, how do we. Stop buying things, number one, <laughs> off the bat. Okay. Like, this sounds really crazy. First, sort it out and then buy. Okay. Like I think that what we do is, is we accumulate more. The natural tendency for people is I need to get this sorted out. I know what I'll do. I'll go out and buy storage containers. Mm. Mm. Like, like you just got to go, okay, I'm going to stop buying and I'm going to start to sort. And mm. I just think it's a practical, easy first step. But for a lot of people, it's really, really difficult. It's, yes. it's difficult to go, okay, what I need to do is stop purchasing. Yes and begin to sort. And I think that sorting should literally be, what do I think I should keep? What do I think I should throw? And be really ruthless. And so that's the second thing, is just purge away. Like, okay. literally start throwing out as much as you can. Great. Like, and I, I think we need to somehow escape this idea of feeling bad. Yes. It, it, if you live on your own and in your own home, someone could go, yep, you're to blame. You're all by yourself. But for most people, it's a, it's a group effort. Team we've arrived, we've arrived where we are. Um, not because of one single person, it'll be all of us, um, have at some point gone, I've stopped purging, I've stopped throwing out, I've stopped going, actually, I need to get rid of this. So I think when you begin to just have an absolute purge and just take everything and begin to go, let's, let's just get rid of it, let's start to throw stuff away, um, you'll feel better at the end of it. It'll be painful at times during it, 100% painful, especially on the hard things, ironically, for especially leaders, yeah. Christian leaders, books, yeah, most difficult thing to get rid of. Yeah, right. Like we 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 here in in where we are, there's a massive bookshelf that's full of books that Those none of us. Books. Yeah, that none of us have looked at. We haven't looked at it since we've been here. <laughs> we have moved them, but never looked at them. Yeah. At some point, that's just taking up space. Like right. you have to go. Can we throw that away? Can we get rid of it? So good. So I think once you've perched and you've kind of got rid of everything, you need to order, organize. You need to go. Okay, where does this belong? Okay. Like and I. It's a lot easier, I think, than we make it sound. People think, well, it's be really hard. But actually, once you've gotten rid of most of the rubbish, it's really easy to look and go, this just belongs here, this belongs here. I'm just going to stick this there. 
Um, you, you, people do this actually quite naturally in their homes, especially in the kitchen. You'll know in your home, hopefully, where your plates go. Yeah. And you know when you need it. You're not spending five minutes every time in that kitchen looking through every cupboard <laughs> because you go, I know where it belongs, I know where it goes to, and if I need it, I know exactly where yes. to go to. So you can actually, you're not multitasking because your brain's not even working at getting a plate. You can be thinking about a leadership problem you want to solve and go and get a plate. Yes. And it doesn't affect it because it's all there. Yeah, yeah. Ironically, I think when we come into our work environments, especially in church office environments potentially, you're spending all of your time going, where is that thing? Where is that thing? Where is that thing? And not, not the leadership problem. Right. So just organizing and putting things where they belong and going, this is where that goes, this is where that's right. going to go. And then the last thing, which I think is once you've got that, is find people to hold you accountable to it. Okay, cool. To always have to go, it doesn't belong there, man. Right. Put it away. Because eventually, once the new pathways are forged, once our brains begin to be rewired, once we get into it, we see the practical benefit work out and also it becomes a habit. Great. And we just begin to do that. And then outside of all of that, my encouragement would be begin to think through work routines and, and, and habits begin to find the rhythm. So you should never feel guilty. If, if spending three hours at the beach is where you're doing your best sermon writing, yeah. the problem is that you feel guilty because you're not in the office. Yeah, yeah. We just got to break that yeah. and go, actually, for this part of the process, you should go down to the yeah. beach for three hours yeah. because that three hours is going to become two hours eventually yeah. Yeah. because your brain will go, this is exactly where all of that information I'm pushing to the fore and getting it done. And so I think then... Once you've gotten your space sorted out, it's beginning to look into the rhythms and habits and beginning right. to redefine and re. It's great. I mean, when you're talking about a moment ago about the accountability area, I think something you said that was interesting was about applying constraints and limits to what we yes. have and what we keep. Yeah, is a really interesting idea that actually proactively thinking how many of these do we need? Let's not pass that number because how else? How else can you be held accountable? Yeah. Unless there are really some good. metrics so good. in like in this stuff. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. you're it's so good. So we, I know in the staff we're talking about this because I was busy commenting on the fact that we have so many instant coffees. Okay. We've got about five, five different jars of all opened instant coffees dotted all over the place as if the inability... No, you're not. And this is you can't take any blame for it. You don't drink coffee, so it's great. It's kind of our inability to look and go, well, if I have instant coffee in one room, obviously I need it in another room. Yeah even though I'm still going to have to walk to the kitchen both times to get hot water. Yes. Like, I think when you begin to think in that way, put in limits, constraints, begin to look and go, do, do we really need this much stuff? Like, do we really need to have six versions of this? Why can't we just have, have one? Um, it does. It, it, it makes it easy to hold accountable, but also it means that it helps us to stay organized. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't do this. I don't do this. And it's something I'm thinking through and going, I really need to get sorted out. And it's quite easy, but gadgets like some of us still have the first phone we ever got mm. <laughs> we just keep upgrading our phone yeah hello and keeping the old phone yes but actually well, you, you never know it, you never know when you're going to need yeah it. but that's the whole thing that's the whole that's the whole thing around it is we go i just if this breaks it's always good to have a few backups yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe it is it's good practice maybe to have one backup but yeah. seven backups you know what it's really interesting like i've got uh iPhone 5C, I think it is, yeah. you know, the cheap platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from like three or four phones ago. And I remember I cracked the screen and it broke. So I got a new phone on insurance, but I kept it because I think, yeah, what if I need a phone, then I'll replace the screen. Yeah. Right? So I've kept it. <laughs> I've kept it somewhere in my house. Recently, a teaching pastor, Phil Coleman, uh, he wants to have yeah. that phone because his phone's dubbed. So he's saying, can I have that iPhone? 
and I'm like, yeah, sure, of course you can, but I can't find it. Yeah. So the, the irony is, I've kept the phone oh. for when it's needed, but when it's needed, I don't know where I've kept where it. Where you've kept it. So, yeah. it, you know, and I guess that's part of just emphasizing your point. That is it. You know? and, and, and how much time have you spent now racking in your brain that's, trying to work out where the well, phone is? I've actually probably spent about two hours physically looking for the thing. It's crazy. I don't know where it is. Like, like it's that level of productivity that yeah. gets lost because yeah. we spend so much time on these things when actually, even if you got rid of the phone, you could go, sorry, I don't have a phone for you. Yeah. But hey, go speak to that person, they potentially could have one. Like, I just think getting comfortable with those constraints and limits change it, changes everything. Um, and it's crazy, like, even down to, I think for leaders, we don't think about this stuff, but wardrobe. How much stuff is in your wardrobe? Yeah. How much time are you spending in the morning going talk through? To my wife. Think that, yeah. This is straight for you. Louise. Louise, this is just for you. you need sort out your wardrobe, come man, because come on, how much stuff do you have? Like, I. It's just crazy, but actually I think in, in all of these things, what it produces in us is it not only makes us more productive, but ultimately makes us calmer, yeah, more great. focused, great. produces way more clarity in our minds and puts us great. into to, to the um, best thing. Um, I, I would encourage you, just as we're, we're pulling this to a close, to listen to the other podcast that um, Dom's done on the power of thought, because I actually think these two things parallel together. Changing how we think begins to affect the environments we're in, yeah. but also beginning to address the environments begins yeah. to help it in our thinking. Yeah, it helps bring clarity and kind of focus into that. So, so yeah, I would encourage you, go out and declutter, throw out as much as you can, do it in your home, do it at church. If you just see the rubbish lying around, throw it out. When in doubt, throw it out. There we go, you heard it here. So often we talk about changing your world inside out. Today we spoke about changing world outside in. Hey, Boom. come on, that's what I'm leading past, you know. Um, but hey, bless you guys. Thanks for watching. We hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, have a great week.